Hello, and welcome to The Course. I'm your host today, Drew Dodlin, and I'm speaking with Professor Tara Zera. Professor Zera is the Homer J. Livingston Professor of History at the University of Chicago. She's also an affiliated faculty member at the Center for Gender and Sexuality Studies, on the faculty board of the Posen Family Center for Human Rights, and is a member of the Greenberg Center for Jewish Studies. She's here to talk to us about her career path and how she became a University of Chicago professor. Welcome, Professor Zara. Just to start, can you give sort of a general overview of your path to being a professor, starting maybe from your college years and, and how that all started? Well, I guess the first thing I'd say is that um, becoming a, a history professor, and particularly a professor of East European history, was probably, I mean, not the last thing on my mind, but definitely not something I'd ever even thought about before college and, and really even before um, my senior year in college. I grew up in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. My father is a butcher. And throughout my childhood, I wanted to be a ballet dancer. And I trained pretty seriously for that. When it became clear that that was not going to happen, I set my sights on, you know, trying to go to college. I ended up at Swarthmore College, which is a small liberal arts college in Pennsylvania. And I became a history major in part because I, I loved my history classes. I'd always liked historical fiction and history museums, but discovered that history was, was kind of my favorite subject in college. And from there, uh, I still kind of, wouldn't have imagined a career in history. I, I thought maybe journalism, law, public relations, government, all sorts of ideas. But in my senior year of college, I took a course with Peter Judson on fascism. And uh, all of a sudden, I was really, really obsessed with history and started to think about graduate school. And that this was the spring semester of my senior year. So it was really only then that that I even thought about it and began the process of preparing, which is probably a little bit unusual. Yeah, I mean, did it feel sudden at the time? It seems like you had some, obviously, some interest in history before that, but it seems like maybe it was a, a pretty dramatic shift. For me, it was. I mean, you know, it was pretty dramatic in the sense that I loved my history classes. I was happy to be a history major, but my sense was that in order to become a professor, you really have to, I, I, it was hard for me to imagine loving one subject enough to spend my whole life on it. And I think it was only in my, in my senior year, sort of in that course that I gained a fuller understanding of the possibilities of the ways in which, you know, history enables you to combine research with writing. Uh, it requires a lot of imagination. And I'd always been interested in literature, but it also touches on policy and government and politics, which were topics that also interested me. So I realized that it that it actually kind of combined a lot of the things that I loved. And I started to be able to imagine dedicating myself to it as a, as a career. And you said that you wanted to be a ballet dancer throughout your childhood. Did that extend into middle and high school? Yes. Yeah. I mean, even into my senior year of high school, I, I applied for colleges and also to dance conservatories at the same time. Not sure really until the last minute what I was going to do. Was there a specific person around the time when you decided to go on the track that you decided to go on that sort of supported you or, or helped you make that decision? I, I, not really. I mean, I think my my family would have supported me no matter what I did. I had a great 
dance teacher who was sort of helping me in that direction. But I also had some teachers in high school who helped me imagine that I could do something other than dance. I think it was more honestly recognizing how difficult a dance career would be for me that led me to to go in a different direction. And uh, I still dance, actually. I still love it. So it worked out. (laughs) But but it was a kind of a difficult choice at the time. And you talked about it a little bit, but I guess why become a professor specifically? I mean, if you clearly have this interest near the end of your undergrad, how did you decide that specific way to go after that interest? Well, that I really can attribute to, in some ways, a single person, which is Peter Judson, who is who was the professor of that in that class. I, I kind of went to him at the end of the at the end of the semester, and I said, "I'm thinking about grad school," and he said, "That's a you know a good idea." I said, well, do I have to choose a field, which I didn't even know really how it worked. And he said, well, you have to choose a language. So I, uh, I had kind of realized that my favorite courses had generally been in European history, and I decided to learn German. So I, I actually had no language preparation up to that point, except for some high school Spanish. I went to Vienna that summer using kind of my savings from work, did intensive German classes. Peter Judson was there and I kind of helped him a little bit with his research to the extent that I could. And at that point decided I wanted to study Habsburg history and applied to graduate school the following fall. I think the other thing that affirmed my decision though, is that in the year in between graduate school, uh, in between college and graduate school, I worked as a journalist for a magazine called The American Prospect. And it was a wonderful opportunity, you know, to get launched as a journalist, which was another path I'd been thinking about. And I loved it. But I kind of realized that as a journalist, I never felt like I had enough time to pursue questions in, in real depth or to create new knowledge. I felt more like I was chasing after you know, the topic of the day a bit. And I I don't think that's necessarily true of really good, good investigative journalism. But at the time, I was happy to shift into a field where I would have more time and space to research questions that really interested me. I was doing freelancing. And I also got tired of, I mean, constantly pitching and the sort of and I was not very good at investigative work. I, you know, at the time we didn't really have the internet. So it was like cold calling people and asking them questions they didn't want to answer. <laughs> and I, I was not good at it uh, and didn't enjoy it that much. So I shifted directions. What do you think the most gratifying thing you do for your job is? Is it that research and the investigation you're talking about? I think what I, you know, I think that's changed over time. Uh, I think as a graduate student, certainly it was the research and the discovery and the archives and and that part. I've always loved to write. And and I think the writing aspect of this career still engages me. I'm, I'm always sort of trying to challenge myself to do it in new and different ways. But of course, you know, teaching is also really gratifying. And I really like that being a professor, you you don't always do the same thing. You have kind of phases of your career and of your year where you focus on different parts of the job. I don't think I would enjoy it very much if I was always in the archives or always just writing or always just teaching. I like the combination of the three. How many years have you been doing it now? I've been at the University of Chicago for 15 years, which is hard to believe. And that was my first job. So before that, I had a two-year postdoc. But in terms of teaching and being a professor, it's been 15 years. 
Do you have like specific kind of aspirations and things that you want to do for the rest of your time there? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about that a little bit. It's I think it's important in any job to keep it fresh and to do new things and to challenge yourself. I hope and think that maybe in in the years to come I might possibly take on more leadership roles on campus. That's something I haven't really done much of sort of designing programming and things like that, and it's something I'd be interested in doing more of. I'm always trying to develop new courses on topics that I don't know that well. So actually right now I'm finally bringing together my love of dance and history and trying to develop a collaborative project with uh, a dancer um, and choreographer on dance as history. So I'm really excited about that. Something, you know, I've, I've continued to dance, but I've not really thought about dance in a scholarly way. And I'm also co-writing a book with Peter Judson, that professor who got me into the field in the first place. I've never co-written a book before. That's kind of exciting. So, you know, collaborative work is not something that's super encouraged early on in your career uh, as a historian. We're very focused on the individual research and the individual dissertation and the monograph. But now I feel like I have more freedom to pursue collaborative projects. And I really enjoy that. I'm also just continually trying to challenge myself to write for broader audiences, which is really difficult, actually. Um, even with a journalism background, it's kind of sometimes hard to break free from the conventions of academic writing or um, to convey things in, in new and creative ways. So that's something that interests me. Yeah. And I guess other than that, just continuing to develop new courses and new um, new ideas. It's amazing that you get to work with the person that you say had such a huge effect on your career. What what does that feel like? Well, we've, I mean, we've remained in touch over the years and he's become a, a very close friend. So it's not kind of out of nowhere, but it's great. It's a lot of fun. I, I, you know, I really enjoyed it and uh, it's an honor and I hope that we produce a good book. I think, I think we will. Uh, it's yeah. But anyway, it's, it's very rewarding to get to the point to do that and to have the opportunity to do that. And what is the most challenging part of the job for you over the years? Well, the most challenging part of the job in some ways, I think is also the, for me, the isolation uh, of academic work has been challenging at times. I mean, I think the most challenging aspect of an academic career more generally are things that are, are, are concentrated at the beginning of the career. So finding a job, I mean, I was really lucky to find a job quickly and, you know, and a good job, but uh, that's often not the case. And that I would say is the number one um, stressful experience for academics. Uh, I think the other really big disadvantage of an academic career that people often don't think enough about when they I certainly didn't think about it when I decided to go to graduate school is that you end up with very little control over where you live since there are so few academic jobs and they're scattered all over the United States and and even all over the world. People end up in places that they never would have thought. And, you know, again, I was lucky I ended up in Chicago. It's a great city. I love it here, but I'm far from my family. Um, And sort of depending on the individual, that can be a real challenge. Other than that, I think, you know, the challenges are are kind of sometimes in the day to day of just keeping up with all of the all of the work you have to do. But that's true, I think, for any career. 
you again talked about this a little bit, but uh, I guess just to talk about the sort of day-to-day job and the experience of being a professor, what are some of the most fun times that you have as a professor there? The fun. Um, well, you know, I, one of the things that can either be hard or great about being a professor is that we spend a lot of time on our own. And especially with the pandemic, it's been like that. But I think some of the most fun times I've had have been, you know, working with other people, whether it's with students in the classroom, um, with graduate students on their work, um, or in, um, you know, small conferences where you get to meet colleagues and talk about their work. That's fun, you know. And I've also had the privilege in my own field, because I study European history, to travel a lot. Um, That's something that is kind of part of my work to traveling to different archives and places. And I really enjoy that. And I think that's a lot of fun as well. So maybe those are the two things that are most fun. I also find writing fun personally, certain stages of writing, I think are fun. Some are really excruciatingly hard, but others kind of just bring me a lot of pleasure. Thank you, Professor Zara, for your time today, and course takers, if you enjoyed listening to today's interview, please check out the other ones. You can find out more about the University of Chicago through uchicago.edu, or the university's campus in Hong Kong through uchicago.hk.